0: Make me wanna kick your heels Welcome back, your listeners, to another exciting to episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo head. Bills come podcast, on, here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois, not at Lincoln Station today. Cass and Suge were so generous to come visit me here in my home. I'm uh, I'm a bit of a couch potato these days, not being able to break away from two kids. We were We had a kid.
1: Lars, we're not here for the podcast at all. We just want to see the kid. Yeah, okay. I, I <laughs> like, yeah like, he's there's literally, there's like you like brought a rig in. We're like, wait, no, that's not why we're yeah, here. You guys spilled beer all over my floor. <laughs> uh, it's a memory. But no, we
0: have it. We talked about it last time. We missed last week because I have a kid, two boys now. Jacob uh, got here on the sixth, so he's doing great. He's eating. He'll make his debut here later, and I'm sure Henrik will as well. But we're back. We're here in my apartment for the evening. It's good to have the band back together. It is. Yeah, it's been like a month and a half, it feels like. Uh, And the Bills got a a pretty decisive win today in Miami, 37 to 20. Plenty to talk about. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, pretty much anywhere where podcasts are available. And find us on social media. Um, And we've had a bunch of listeners reach out and we've got some nice notes. Uh, I'm not organized, obviously, because I've been a little upside down to get out. I know Greg from the bar pinged us, uh, but you you will get your shout out or an acknowledgement of the interactions we've been having on social media, I promise. Things are a little wonky. We'll get it back together here, starting with this podcast. Gang, let's not waste any more time. Uh, It's good good to score 37 points on the road, Uh, so let's talk about it. 37 to 20 was the final seven scoring drives for the buffalo bills offense today and an altogether pretty performance from josh allen i'm sure we'll talk about it in great detail over the course of this podcast but it wasn't all pretty cast we'll start with you your jenny cream bummer of today's contest before we talk about all the things about it they were great yeah yeah gotta- there were plenty
2: we got to keep it real. We're, we're Bill's Mafia, right? We, yeah. can't, we can't all be great. Um,
0: Our group me was a good indication of that. T- yeah,
2: that's very true. So I, I know who Sajit is going to pick, so I'm going to mm. let him take that one. Uh, I'm going to go with Tremaine Edmonds. What?
1: Yeah, okay.
0: okay. He,
2: I think he struggled today. Here's the thing. I discuss this with my family. Blitz him every time because when he drops yeah. back – into this like no man's land when it was like third and 13 he was supposed to have the coverage across the middle totally missed it ended up just in, in no man's land I will say in the third or fourth quarter he did have great coverage on the tight end um, but on the on the go- on their one scoring play uh, from the That's goal right, line yeah. or whatever their big scoring drive um, he missed two tackles he just he was what I think in Sujit and I talked about this what I think is in college, he was fast and quick and could rely on that to get there. He he doesn't have that. Everybody's fast and quick now. And so his angles to making, you know, cuts to like be able to like tackle somebody, he just looks a little off. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's not making the right read on things. Um, and I think it's because he's used to being fast and quick and being able to get there and that it's just not happening. And so he's ending up behind the player. I mean, even today, there's like a fourth and two or whatnot in a running play and the broadcast was like, oh, good stop by Tremaine Edmonds, but it actually wasn't him. He was pushing the guy towards the first down line. We were lucky that someone came in and pushed him backwards. Yeah. But he's always tackling going in the wrong direction or making the wrong beat on the play. So Interesting. I, I I just felt like he he needs he needs some work.
0: Okay, Well, okay. Uh,
2: he, this is a, a very it, good
1: player. We, th- we, we, we don't have any problem with Tremaine Edmonds in general. We just thought that this game he was out of position, and I think that a lot of those – the, the middle of the field passes that uh, Fitzpatrick was able to complete were because the linebacker couldn't get back in time, right? They were, I mean, and, and one time of cornerback fucking fell down. Uh, but I, I think that, sorry, mistake for swearing. Uh, <laughs> I think that there was no reason to swear there. That, that, that is an inappropriate use of a swear word. I'm just going to admit it. Uh, but I, we just thought that there was times when they made critical plays, which was not that often. No, Let's be honest. No. Our defense played amazing today. Yeah. Um, that that it was our linebackers that were out of position. Um but you know, hey, Trey White made a boneheaded play today too, right? Despite playing great. So, you know, it's we're, we're finding we're finding reasons to complain, but I have a reason to complain that I just looked up the stats on this and so I've revealed the fact that I'm mostly wrong but also in my heart right, and that is that I don't think Andre Roberts should be on our team. Oh
0: boy. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah. So, I get it. I'm looking at the stats for the 2019 NFL kickoff returns from the football database, and sure enough, and uh, Andre Roberts is one, two, three, four, five, six. He's the seventh best one, according to this garbage thing (laughs) with the average number. You know, total number of yards. He's uh, the the that's how it's broken down. Uh, But frankly, he's had fewer kick returns than most, and so his average is 29.77 which is pretty darn good. But I'm wondering what the value added is of starting from the 25 to the 29.77. And I'm wondering if you had a better wide receiver, what would the, you know, whatever the value added be for having a better wide receiver? Because last week there were several plays that uh, Andre Roberts, you know, had he been a real wide NFL wide receiver – could have caught some really critical passes. When we were complaining about Josh Allen's performance, there was a crossing route to Andre Roberts where it hit his hands and he didn't catch it. And in the meantime, I'm watching highlights from around the league and I'm watching people like Juju Schuster-Smith making obscene catches. And so, uh, you know, we talk a lot about the and I felt I felt it this game too, not necessarily with Andre Roberts, but just with our wide receivers in general. We said, "Oh, it's not a problem with the wide receivers. Uh, you know, he's got to see them when they're open." No quarterback sees every single open wide receiver other than maybe Tom Brady. Um, but the point is that Brady will throw some passes that are quick passes that you have to be able to get your head around and make make the completion, and Edelman makes them, right? Um, Juju schuster Smith makes them. So the, the good wide receivers make catches. We saw Sammy Watkins do this when Kyle Orton was throwing to him. So I guess my point is that is – he a good kick returner? Yeah, I suppose. But how important is it to have a good kick returner? New England is at the bottom of this list, and they're eight and one Um, in terms of the
0: having a kick returner. That's a, a game changer. Uh, yeah, but that's okay. But th- this is the, do not compare anything any team does to what New England does ever. Like that's if that's if that's the backbone of your case. And
1: no, 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 no. That's not the backbone of my case because if we look at the if we look at the rest of the teams that are on there, Green Bay is at the very bottom. The Rams are two from the bottom. Then we get Minnesota, we get Baltimore, we get New England, we get Houston, we get the L.A. Chargers. great, and not that great, but Seattle. The bottom half of this list is the top half of the NFL. All right, well fair enough I just, but uh, it's not me, it's not Andre Roberts specifically it's that we, it's w- i don't think we should have a kickoff returner and i don't like that we lose a wide receiver like duke williams to have him here i
0: have i have a lot i have a lot of things to address here it's it's and, the
2: dedicated spot on the roster but, yeah,
0: that's fuck all. okay so <laughs> i'm just trying to figure out what order to do these in okay but i want to start with the go ahead because <laughs> like, first of all i'm angry okay <laughs> no, we'll start with the we'll start with the roster thing because I, th- this is you're not wrong, but Jeff made a, a, a counterpoint to something unrelated to this, but it is related to this, which is we have two receiver, we have four receivers for two spots, essentially at the bottom half of the receiving core, between Isaiah McKenzie, Robert Foster, Duke Williams, and Andre Roberts. Okay. And we agree on that, right? I, I agree, like but, yeah. but,
2: but I actually kind of don't because I don't think Isaiah McKenzie. I know he plays wide receiver, but throwing at him sometimes, I don't oh, know why okay, we throw at him. He's fine running out of the backfield. That's like the
0: f- he's more of a versatile fine, player. But, but, that's, but like, let's this this whole conversation could splinter in like five directions. So yeah, let's yeah. keep it at three. No, but but he's one, he's one of the bottom but two receivers. He's one of the bottom two receivers. But we have four questionable players for the bottom two receivers. On that, we agree. Yeah, yes. the top okay. the
1: top is John Brown and Cole Beasley, and yeah. then and then
0: yes, right. and then okay. So one, th- one, one tangent on that is that we d- we still, in spite of all of the things we did in the offseason to to improve that side of the ball, still have a very incomplete wide receiving core. Sude, you made this point today, and you just alluded to it there. In into how how are we evaluating Josh Allen on the deep ball on anything? It doesn't matter what they they don't have. They are it's it's slim pickings at the top. That said, th- so I, I wanted to start this like we could be double whammies all over the board. One because um I say that and one of like one of the obvious choices for the bat blue today is John Brown. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And and the other double whammy, which is completely unrelated to this conversation, but what, one of the things I had running in my head is that I thought Milano and Edmonds and whoever was calling plays today for the defense. Also deserving of the Labatt Blue, so let's just mm-hmm. all of that aside because we're still we're still talking about Andre Roberts, and I haven't yet given my Labatt Blue MVP, but it's related to this conversation. My or my Jenny Cremille, my Jenny Creamale today is Heath Farwell. Who exactly? <laughs> Who's Heath Har- F- Farwell? I have no idea. He's our special teams coordinator. Oh, He's was, the guy yeah. who replaced oh, yeah. Danny Crossman, a guy's whose name has stayed out of our mouth, unlike Danny Crossman who we were ready to tar and feather by week 11 of last year.
2: Yeah, today would have been a, a a game similar. Well,
0: Heath Farwell didn't have his greatest outing today. Our our special teams on two consecutive kick uh two consecutive kick, kickoffs, post-score kick, kickoffs got caught with their pants down. Big time. Big time. In two big time spots. One relied literally on the other team Dropping the ball in the middle of the field for us to get out of dodge. Yeah. Okay, the other one resulted in four or th- er, seven points.
2: And and the one, I mean, when the kicker recovers the onside kick because nobody can be, even put a hit on the kicker, that's the hard part. Yes, that was hard to watch. I mean, great executed play,
0: but, but just but, go but put a we, hit on it. We him. were caught completely unaware. Completely. So desperate team. Not cool. All right, but again, double whammy season left and right. If you will close your eyes. And remember what a complete and utter catastrophe special teams were last year for these Buffalo Bills, not least of which in the return game we didn't have. We were. It was Isaiah McKenzie and Robert Foster and Micah Hyde and all these guys who weren't going to do it like kick. There was no opportunity to advance the ball on punt or kick returns last year before Andre Roberts. So if we're going to evaluate his place on this roster, it as we already acknowledge the bottom part of the wide receiving core being wide open, you have to remember that last year and this year, too, on teams that aren't exactly manufacturing yards and points, a guy who can potentially flip the field, which he has done now on several occasions— has some value, and all you have to do is remember back to last year and how that was not an option. And this team still, if we're not going to have an elite one wide receiver and we don't have a bell cow running back, needs – that option, and that's and that's where I stand on Andre Roberts.
1: I guess I don't see that he has reversed the field that frequently. He, um, he has done it at least his four longest or five is sixty five. He has never scored a touchdown. His longest is sixty five, right? Like I think I think that's what I just looked at. And his average is thirty, which is which is a good average, right? But he's only have, had thirteen. We kickoff six games. We have six games to
0: play. Okay, right. if if in a close game, and we're gonna have some close games coming up here, he does get into the end zone, then. I yeah, mean, th- then then fine. he's worth every penny he's but, making. But I,
1: I guess that's the thing is that I see these the ones at the very top, um, that that are at this list of the 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 top kickoff returners. A lot of them have touchdowns. Now, granted, that obviously skews your average, right? Because you've had a hundred yard one. But uh, but I just I just think that,
0: oh, man. I, but again, I, 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 okay. So, I, I built so this case get, on two on two yeah. pillars here. One being this is a team that needs it needs somebody who, Do we who think, can make th- So does the five yards make that much of a difference? No, but like some of his punt returns and he had another good one today, they do. So that's yeah. one. But the other one again is what we started with. What's the opportunity cost? So so that who can play? And it is so, so that Duke Williams could play. For
1: example, the the touchdown pass to the touchdown pass <sighs> to John Brown. I think I think, I think, I think if, if you attempted say, touchdown pass, the comeback route at the front of the end zone where he had to jump up and get it now John Brown mistimed the the jump he also had an arm on him uh so arguably PI but the problem is that that arm probably doesn't do much of anything to Duke Williams but to John Brown it
0: does and it makes it so that he can't jump as high so fair I uh, I still think we're uh, nibbling around the margins here of of what Andre Roberts contributes versus what these other guys might contribute and
2: and here's the thing I, I can relinquish this Andre Roberts fine Isaiah McKenzie and Robert Foster, right? Isaiah, we have as as Howard always but or you're Jeremy a big always fan says of McKenzie
0: in the I jet am, sweep.
2: In the jet sweep, but do we use it at all? We well, use it like very sparingly. We haven't used it. Like
0: it. Well, he got it he on an it end it, around today. Yeah, we faked it another three yes. or four times, and when we fake it and then do the RPO or the handoff, like it's a pretty
2: good play I, for. I us. I would agree, but I don't feel like we're utilizing it. Either have them in and utilize it and do it more often, or don't, because in my opinion, we have a lot of and as Howard or Jeremy says, we have a lot of Smurfs, right? Yeah. And, like, why do we have exactly the same wide receiver just four times over? Like, in the deep ball, I'm sorry. Like, the deep ball is not working. I would rather put a Duke Williams in there that might be able to go 30 yards down the line and then go up and, like, get a ball. And you're not going to hit him in stride, but he's going to go up and be a cornerback or a safety to get a ball. I, I, That's I, what I would rather see.
0: I, I think that anybody under the sun would agree, again, Beasley and Brown, great upgrades. Yes. N- yes. not enough. And if and if you yes. have a wide re- wide receiver core where they're featured, ugh. if you have a wide receiver core where they're the support, you have that th- it it takes the wide receiver core from bottom half of the league to elite.
1: Yeah. It's like when uh Robert Woods, right, was here trying to be the number 1 wide receiver and he's just not, but when he gets into a situation where he's not necessarily the featured receiver, Then suddenly he becomes a good player. Well, with and with a,
0: well with no in in a great offense, a sufficient quarterback. But but
2: if you think about it, if you have three of the same players out there, it's easier to guard three of the same players rather than being like we have two that are quick and fast and small, but we've got this one big guy that we might have to guard in a different way. You know what else? I think it's a way different game plan.
0: You know what else is easy? What saying nice things about the team after we win? Yeah, I know, which (laughs) we've yet to do. So let's move to that, (laughs) shall we? So I've already said like, and I'll start because I kind of already tipped my hand a little bit here, but. Uh, so I, that's what I, was, Just I was sing his praise, but I don't know. I was caught off guard by you saying Tremaine Edmonds, because I thought between Edmonds and Milano and whatever we like, why we picked this game and and this crappy quarterback to be aggressive and get six sacks. Thank God. We I started, was loving it. Loved it. And they were doing it at the end of the game when we were up big, two, And and blitzing. And then I tweeted about this and I don't know if you guys could hear it at the bar. When the Bills scored their final yeah, touchdown, yeah. Adam Archuleta was like, this is the Bills need to show right here that they're a playoff. And then he's like, what are they doing running tempo? What are they, Do they realize they're up by 10 points?
2: It's like They should start snapping the and ball with like, like two or three seconds left like, to go. Dude, what are they trying
0: doing? to score? And then they scored. And he was like, well, I guess, I guess that's okay. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: But here, here's the thing. My, but, tr- my Tremaine thing wasn't the blitzing was amazing. I just blitzed Tremaine. More often, agreed, and He's, it worked. That worked.
0: So, well, I just think blitzing it worked in general. Every blitzing time we works. Only blitz, tempo works. Yeah. It, uh, uh, what do you know? Playing aggressive works. When wow. this team gets aggressive, please it make works. that. Your, please make that your. And bat that, blue. that is what I'm trying to say here. The bat blue is whoever aggressive decided. Play. And I guess p- p- McDermott was hot on the mic this week and practicing. Got to be fearless and all this. All this because bs because coming from you the most fearful coach <laughs> yeah. since dick Duron. but hey they they played like they had something to prove today and i don't want that to go away like don't don't just do that against an inferior opponent like you got to do that you there's actually more reason to do that against teams that are on paper better than you yeah. because you have to do something to enforce your will i mean Jeremy jeremy white always talks
1: about how he's so sick of being afraid of interception. He's like, I don't care about the interceptions, And I and I think, and to some extent, I agree with him. We were winning the games when Josh Allen was throwing
0: those interceptions. And right? now he's gone, what, and 100, 163 attempts with no no inter-
1: interceptions? And how many of those games have we lost? Two of them, you know? And so it's not to say that just not throwing interception does not equate a win. You know, if you throw more touchdowns, interceptions, you're still more likely to win. So, I mean, I think that it's hard to, yes, interceptions are – are not great, but if it's indicative of an offense that will score points because they will be aggressive and make the throws in in that spot, then that's that's the place to do it. I, so I mean I, I I I love it. I love it. So remember at the end of last game, guys, I was texting on our group meet thread and I said, "Fuck this. I'm I'm I don't I, I don't want scared. I don't want to neuter the te- neuter my quarterback. I was like, I want hero ball right now. I want hero ball, and you know." Yeah, you know, go down a fucking blaze of glory, go Brett Favre, you know, and and and, and be great or be horrible and and try your best. Like, but this kid wants to play ball, you know, And and here's and
0: here's the thing. So the Bills, Josh Allen has not thrown an interception since before the bye week. So in the five games since, he, is, he, is, he has accounted for 11 touchdowns and zero interceptions. And, and I understand the league is falling in love with Lamar Jackson for basically being the second coming of Tyrod Taylor. But in the meantime, Josh Allen is, is doing all the things that everybody said Josh Allen would never be able to do. And I'm with you. Be aggressive. I've always said it doesn't matter what sport. If I ever am so lucky to coach any sport, if it's my kids, I don't, I don't, whatever it is, philosophy simple. We're going to score 100 points and it's on you to figure out how you're going to score 101 to beat us because what, that's I mean that's that's all that's what we're here to do right score points the team with most points wins.
2: What and we talked about this last week on the group me. What we did is we just went out and played our game today. We weren't like, "Oh, what's our matchup against this defense?" Agreed. which is what I feel like we've been doing. It's just like go out let Josh Allen play his game, have a pretty equal run to throw, right? So it wasn't all in Josh Allen's hand. We had some good runs, we were getting some positive plays. Just overall it was more consistency in the game plan.
1: I think one of the problems is that we we have run into the problem where when when one phase of our offense doesn't work, we fall into a shell and we get really conservative. This week we're playing a bad opponent, right? And so our run game was working. And so then Dable's willing to do more passing and, 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 and things like that. And then the passing game was pretty much working. And so, you know, we were we were hitting on all phases other than special teams this week. And so it's just one of those things where, I don't know, will we do it again? Like, was there really a difference of being playing fearless now? Uh, I mean, I, I felt like I, I, I feel like I saw that. I feel like I saw a team that was playing a little bit looser, playing to win, playing to, you know, stomp their opponent. Um, and I loved it. I loved it. I just hope that that comes next week. I mean, especially against Denver, that is a tough defense. If we're going to make a play against that defense, we have got to play a little bit of hero ball. we got to play loose. we got to play fearless. Um, and then we got to have faith in the fact that our defense will kick the shit out of the Denver offense. Well, um, and I misspoke. It's actually
0: 12 touchdowns, zero yeah. interceptions since the bye week. So have you guys given a LeBat Blue No, MVP? I haven't. Uh, my LeBat Blue. Do you want to take it or do you want
2: go, No, go ahead. All
1: go right. Ahead. It's just, it's John Brown. I mean, it's such an easy, wide open and I'm so proud. Is this his first hundred yard game? I think, so. I think this might be, but as, it's definitely his as first is. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely, I mean, the season even this is, well, yeah, this is the first <laughs> time he's on the team. Uh, so, uh, but if this is definitely, a. uh, a stand out, you know, make a statement game for John Brown. Um, you know, not only the 40-yard touchdown pass, which was, you know, that was 30 yards in the air is everyone that's looking for the deep ball. Just because it doesn't float in the sky for 20 minutes and then come down in an arc doesn't mean it's not a deep ball. No, we, but his
0: deep ball should do that more often and they'd be a lot more catchable. That's,
1: fair enough, fair enough. But the point is that, like, if, uh, if Fitz or maybe not even Fitz, but if, if Josh Rosen throws a 40-yard pass, it's going to look like a deep ball. But when Josh Allen throws a deep ball, it's like a flat laser. But the point is that, you know, it's finally it's so nice to see this guy get over 100 yards, you know, get the accolades for it. I hope that one of these, you know, um stat, you know, award things recognizes him as being like a player of the week. Yeah. Uh because he was just so clutch, you know, third downs, touchdowns. Uh, did he have two touchdowns or one touchdown? Two. He had two touchdowns, well over 100 yards. Like what a great, you know, it's great to see him on the fantasy list. So
0: he's at 817 yards for the year. With with uh, yeah. six games to play.
2: It's huge. So I'm going to go with mine. I'm, I'm going to take like a twofold one. I keep talking about our third quarter coma, mm. and we didn't have it this time. No. I'm going to tell you, we came out in the third quarter. The Dolphins had the ball. They went six plays minus two yards, right? They punt to us.
0: And the only reason they got those second set of downs is because of the lousy spot on third and ten.
2: Horrible horrible. Exactly. Then we go and we do nine plays, 53 yards, four touchdown. Then we force them into five plays, nine yards and a punt. Like the touchdown coming at the holding the dolphins, right? Cause it was 23 to 14. Do- the dolphins score there's 23, 21, mm-hmm. right? So we come out, we make a defensive stop and then we put seven points on the board. And I think that was the change in the game. Mm-hmm. That was where we said, you know what? We're going to do this. So Number one, no third-party coma or third-quarter coma. I don't know. Did Dable just stay up in the box, man? Was he did. He like,
0: so that's But even during halftime, today. I was like – I don't know.
2: like Something happened where I feel like we came out in the third quarter much better. Secondarily, I'm going to – got to give it to Josh Allen, guys. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I went to the gym on Wednesday morning. It snowed, and my car was covered. It took me 10 minutes to shovel out my car. Get there, I wanted to do a spin class – Show up. Spin class is all full. So what do I have to do? I got to go do my own workout.
1: Sounds like the beginning of the wild card. I'm just saying. Right?
2: <laughs> got to do my own workout. So what do I do? Okay, great. I'm going to listen to Howard and Jeremy. Oh, my God. They were depressing as all hell. They literally made it sound like the earth was falling. Josh Allen was terrible. We've got an awful quarterback. We're going to have to draft somebody new. All this blah, blah, blah. You know what? Screw you guys. Screw you. Because you know what? You know who showed up today? Josh Allen. Josh Allen.
0: It tw- Again, since the bye week, five games, twelve touchdowns, zero interceptions.
2: And and, and if he can't hit the deep ball, I think it's going to co- cut. It's not like he can't throw it. No, right? he doesn't have the arm for it. But we'll get
0: there. Extrapolated over a season, that's 38, 39 touchdowns. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Who who here? That's who here would would have thought that? Oh yeah, no, Josh Allen's good for almost forty touchdowns. That now, would be great. He does. He hasn't, and he probably won't. That would
2: be great. But if you told me, what do I want more? Do I want John uh, Josh Allen to be accurate between 5, 15, 20 yards? Or do I want him to be able to hit a deep ball every once in a while? I will take 5, 10, 15, 20-yard completions over one deep ball.
0: And look, and I I still am not a huge fan because we have heard this with each of the last 6,000 quarterbacks we've had since 2011. But we don't have the greatest wide receiving core. No. And I say that even after watching John Brown ball out, and yes, he deserves the little bad blue MVP, but John Brown as the number two wide receiver, if they would have found a way to get a guy like AJ Green. now I think AJ Green is well past his prime and probably wasn't worth trade bait, but I only use him as like an avatar for like a player like that. Which, if again, we had an there's opportunity not a lot of players, Sammy like Watkins that, back. Right. Right. If we, if we had an opportunity to get Sammy Watkins
1: in the situation that Sammy Watkins was in when he got drafted, right, like we had to let him go for not that much, you know? And and if we had the opportunity to, be, to, to, to get a player like that,
0: I mean, it would be a game changer. Agreed. So, are we going to hear from any of our correspondents today? I know we're going to hear from Jeff. Did you guys ever hear from Bill today?
2: Uh, Bill said he was in. I think so. All right. Well, it,
0: let's it could be a full. Let's see who answers his phone and we'll move on. Hey, wait, we're seven and three, you guys.
1: Seven and three. We
0: should be. We should. If. if OK. All right. Hear I'm, me out. I'm hear t- me out. I'm
1: two wins away from one hundred dollars.
0: We should. We should have won. Wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. I shit. I got to go find that ticket. If I win one more game, I win in Vegas. Right. It
0: was. Was it seven, seven and, and a half? half. Yeah. I got to find that ticket. I got. I, and Damn I'm. Damn it. Yep. Damn it. So hey, we're seven. Se- we're ticket. seven and three we're seven and three. What I'll you, take it. Yeah, and the Patriots are losing. So we got a lot, we got a whole half of football here to go in Philadelphia, but a few more wins, a few more losses here and there for the Patriots. And my ticket for division for division champs is Man. also within reach. Man. So here we go. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode.
1: It's the wild card. And for Cassie, it's a
0: cut. And there's your phone. We are down a Cassie, and we are having technical difficulties with our correspondent. So it's just I now. We've now moved into the one two men and a baby segment of
1: the podcast today because we have a brand new baby here. Jacob has
0: joined us on the line. Yeah, so making his podcasting debut is Jacob here, only in his eleventh day on Earth, but already hot on the mic. And I think, we've, I think we've lost him. I think he has fallen back asleep. That's because he's looking at the Patriots. And so yeah. why wouldn't you
1: want to close your eyes?
0: So I was enjoying, uh, this is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Bills. We do so drinking beer. I had a Glutenberg because I'm still off the gluten. And then what is this that you keep, Whitefish Bay? What is this that you keep bringing over? Uh, you're really going to,
1: oh, wait, wait, I have it right here in front of me. There is a brewery uh, called Ghost Fish Brewing Company from, I think, Portland. Somewhere in the in Portland or San Diego, something like that. It's, yeah, it's out there. No, no, no. It's 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 upper northwest. It's Seattle, Seattle. Okay, uh, which is like you know the mecca of everyone that has celiac disease. Uh, they are a facility that uh, is completely gluten free in their whole facility, and so that you know it's like legit gluten free beers. Um, but I got you the grapefruit IPA. Yeah, it's nice. Um, I, more, you know, and
0: I've, I've, the Glutenberg has kind of grown on me. Yeah. Although I will say, it makes me like more tired and lethargic than regular beer because it's definitely like hopped up on a bunch of chemicals to make up for the wheat. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know about that, but
1: uh, a lot of people feel better actually drinking gluten-free beers because the gluten is a is a hard thing to to yeah. to tolerate. Um, I'm not drinking because I'm working, but uh, if I was drinking um, while I was over there at Bitter Pops, the most wonderful beer mecca in the world, uh, and by the way, pick up their advent calendar for um, a beautiful 30 days of wonderful custom beers, um, which I do want to talk about briefly. Uh, But uh, I saw that there's a new beer that I picked up for home for when I'm not working called the Pipeworks Unofficial Beer Sponsor. Um, It's a 6.5% beer, uh, so nothing crazy, but it's made with a bunch of different interesting hops from Pipeworks. They always make a good IPA, so I am looking forward to trying that. One of the things that I was frustrated about this week was the fact that, you know, was 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 all of you was Bill's Mafia calling into WGR? Y'all, y'all have some good points once in a while. You do have some good points, and I love listening to WGR. I love the callers that come in, but and once once in a while, I just judge you. But most of the time, I'm like, oh yeah, all right, that's 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 an interesting point. That that component of that call was an interesting point. And then I love the uh, the the fact that you you know. The, the the commentary on it I, that 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 is a big that is a big plus listening to, listen to the WGR but y'all need to stick by your convictions a little bit better mm-hmm. this guy called into WGR this morning talking about you know I'm getting so tired you know a lot of people give Josh Allen a hard time but I don't you know I think that there's a lot of stuff that he should be judged for blah 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 Jeremy White literally said. You started off your call saying that Josh Allen gives people a hard time, or a lot of people give Josh Allen a hard time. I really don't think that that many people are giving Josh Allen a hard time. I don't think enough people are giving Josh Allen a hard time. This man's response was, I totally agree with you. I was like, no, man, you don't. That is the whole point. You don't agree with him. That's why he just said you started off your call with the exact opposite of that. Y'all, If y'all call in making a statement, Follow through with that statement and say, oh, oh, okay, I I see your point and let me qualify what I said earlier. That is the way that you have an argument or a discussion. You don't just completely say, oh, I totally agree with it. No, because earlier in the conversation you said the opposite thing. So what I want to get into is what is it about the bills, Lars, that you've defended – that you know you have no right defending because talking t- 10 minutes earlier you oh, said I've, that's not that's not true I've, but when someone else it's like when someone talks oh. bad about your family you suddenly start defending it and then like when you're talking to your family you say the exact same thing so what is it what is it like what what is it that you will say in one ear or wait one side of your mouth one way and the other side you'll you know complete opposite
0: I, I mean I hate to crap all over your point, but like nothing I guess I'm like <laughs> I don't have that mode. And Lars that's, is never wrong. I mean we've no 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 no, no that's that's no, not what I I'm know, saying. I know I know. Um, but as we've talked about on this podcast before, that's sort of my like is going to be my undoing someday, which is that like and I this used to come up a lot at my old job when my boss would and he used to drive me nuts, but she would. When her and I disagreed on something, she would then make her case and then she would end it with, don't you agree? Oh, no. And then that's so annoying. And then I would I would take a beat. And by the by the time I was ready to leave the job, I would just say, no, no, I don't agree. And it's okay, But but you're my boss, so we'll do it that way. But to answer your question, no, I don't agree. That's why we're having this conversation. And then she would make her point again and say, don't you agree? And then I would say, No, I so no, I don't have that bone in my body where like when presented with a counterpoint, I'll then say, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Which in my current job, which is heavy into client services, not the greatest way to be, because when the (laughs) client says, don't you agree? I mean, I have to stammer and say, "Um, I uh, see maybe I see your point or, or I'll have to reroute the conversation in a different direction, because the truth is, no, I don't agree. And you're paying me for my opinion. Um, so in that sense, I, I don't have that bone in my body, but, maybe that's but when why it comes to, when it comes to an indefensible point that I still will not back down from, and this podcast dates all the way back to when he was the coach, I, you know, the internet meme of the guy setting up a table in the middle of the park and says, you know, so-and-so, um, so-and-so this or that changed my mind. Here you go. Bill's mafia. Dick Duron was the best coach we've had since Marv Levy changed my mind. Dick Geron, wow. when you look at that roster and you look at who the the clown show of general managers we had while he was while he was the head coach, which by the way included Marv Levy, the fact that that guy even got to 7 wins every year was a friggin miracle. Now granted he had a hand in drafting players like Dante Whitner and and using a first-round draft pick on on Leotis McKelvin. Hey, Henrik, you want to come say hi? You want to sing shout song? Okay. But by and large, with Trent Edwards and J.P. Lossman, and in his later years, Ryan Fitzpatrick, before he became Fitzmagic, throwing the ball, it is a miracle that every year deep into November we were still in the hunt while Dick Duran was the coach. Dick Duron, best coach since Marv Levy. This took an ugly turn.
1: I, <laughs> I'm I wanted, the You're I talking wanted, a point that I won't back. That that's I, it. To, I, I brought up an idea that is there anything about the bills that you defend that you probably shouldn't defend, and we got into the fact that Lars is just never going to admit that he was wrong, <laughs> pretty much. And then I don't know how we got there, but then we got to the Dick that Skeletor of all people was the best coach we've had since Marvel Heavy. When you look back, those those I, rosters, I understand the point, okay. but I feel like we're antithema. At this point. And for all of you Bills fans, Antetema means not the point. Um, but the point is, is that I, there's got to be something about the Bills specifically. And I'll tell you what my point is. I will defend the Bills quarterback oh. up until the point when they have literally been carried out on a stretcher, dying, saying, Oh, it's the offensive coordinator. Oh, we don't have wide receivers. Oh, we don't have this. Oh, we don't have that. Tyrod Taylor on a different team would be amazing. It's not fair. But you always do that, and I do that with the quarterbacks, but I also do that with everything else about the Bills. Yeah, It's always like the one-off. It's always the, oh, but in this one situation, yes, 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 you're right. But that's because of all of these qualifiers, rather than just being like the bills are bad. The bills are a horrible team, and they have no wide receivers, and they have no good running backs, and they have no this. Like Lashawn McCoy is washed up, and all those other. Yeah, but Lashawn McCoy on another team, like, and then suddenly he gets on the fucking Kansas City Chiefs, and he's like, Bleh. but.
0: So, so the point but, is that okay, but to that, your, so to your point, it's actually a good thing that you guys don't follow our Twitter account closely. Because I have on several occasions, and I'd have to go back and see what the exact points were, um, made points that you and Bill or Jeff or Cassie will make in the group meet. And then as soon as you make them, I will turn around and argue against them to you guys because it's you. So I do yeah. that all the time. I do that all the time. <laughs> I all the time no, guys. I mean, the thing is that it's really, I mean, it's it's your home, right? It's your
1: family. Like Like, it's just like we were talking about the fact that, like, you know. I could talk about crap
0: about my family, you know. Like, but I think oh, that this person's ind- a hot mess. I and think all that's that, indicative. But man, reasons. if somebody else says that, you're ready to fight. Right. Yeah, and I think that's because I'm not always comfortable with the point. I'm not comfortable saying that there's nothing wrong with Josh Allen. So, right. like, I'll make that case because I don't like other people like just shitting all over the bills. In the moment somebody else makes that case, though, I'll be like, "Oh no, you're wrong. You're wrong." <laughs> Henrik has something to
1: say. He was trying to break into the room. To get some get some action, he had something to say. He's like, "How dare you talk about Josh Allen?" By the way, Lars' son will randomly scream, "Go Josh Allen!" Yes. Okay, and I mean that is that's okay. Let let him come in. Hey, let him let come him in. in. Let the man come in. He's got something to say. This is a Bills fan. Come on in. Come on in, buddy. But see, now he's getting shy. Yeah, now, now he's getting shy. shy. That's, that's right. okay. Come on in. Just come in and listen. Just come in and listen. And tell us what do you think about Josh Allen? Anything? Anything. Do you, can you get a go, Josh Allen?
0: See, let's go, Josh Allen.
1: All right. Well, how about this? How about this? We just we just focus on the fact that we are sitting here with the future of Bills Mafia, okay? So there's a lot of things we can argue about. There's a lot of things that we can say this is not the way that, you know, oh, the Bills are this, the Bills are that, and we all argue back and forth, and WGR is a mess, and we're 7-3, and three, and yet we still act like we're the most – the biggest disaster in all of football but we're seven and three and we're sitting here with the future there we go i told you
0: we are hey hey Hey. Hey. let's go buffalo let's go buffalo Buffalo. bump 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 Yeah! Yeah, Nice.
1: There you go. That's the point, Bills Mafia. We can argue back and forth. We can talk about this is the way that the problem is. We can defend our team for all that it's worth, Uh, even when we know they're horrible. Even when we know they're three and thirteen, we'll still defend them because you know what? This is our family. This is the future of the world, and that is our Bills Mafia right there. That's us giving a shout out to you. And uh, I don't know how to say these words, but find us on Twitter. Find us on all of that stuff. Lars, take it away.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, well, okay, we'll I'll get him in just a second. The uh, you know, Very appreciative of you and Cassie to come here. As you can see, it's a little chaotic with a two-and-a-half-year-old running around and, and a newborn who, by the way, slept through most of that rant here in my arms. Um, so it is literally... It is literally the future of Bills Mavi here, and I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful to have a family to share it with, and um, grateful to have all of the, our listeners as well. We'll be in touch when things get a little less chaotic, so long as Henrik doesn't short out the board here. Um, and yeah, we'll be back next week. We got a big win against the Broncos. We'll figure out a way to record after that, too. Yeah, so, yeah. appreciate you coming over and bringing the beers, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk Bills next week. Go, Bills. Let's go, the Bills make marijuana.